Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Scott. Hey, Ellie. How are you? I'm pretty excited to be on this podcast with you. Oh, me too. I'm Ellie Kemper, and this is Scott Eckert. This is our podcast, Born to Love, where every week we have a guest come on and talk about something that they love. And this week, Scott, who do we have? We have Allie Feller, one of the world's greatest runners, from my understanding, and a friend of yours. Both of those things are absolutely true. Allie is the host of her own running podcast. We are thrilled to have her on. Scott, in the meantime, how on earth was your week? My week was an interesting one, Ellie, and I'll tell you, I unearthed something. It's grown beyond love. It's turned into an obsession. It may be short-lived, but it's unexpected. Let's take it back to the 80s. My grandmother, dearly departed, loved one thing more more than anything else. Maybe not more than her grandkids, but she really loved the New York Times crossword puzzle. Oh my gosh, I like the story already. She filled it out in pen every day, religiously. If she finished the Saturday one, she'd mail it to my uncle who did the same thing. It was a whole family tradition. And here's the thing, Ellie, she, and in fact, my whole family really wanted me to get into crosswords because, you know, I was like a clever guy and couldn't be less interested in wasting an afternoon filling in little boxes and getting angry. And the thing that I really, really didn't (laughs) like about crosswords, Ellie, that I would say loathed was that you'd work and work and work. Let's, Let's say I put in 90 minutes in the crossword salt mines and failure, that one little corner not filled out and there isn't even a answer sheet to look at, I really did not like crosswords, Zilly. I completely understand. <laughs> well, what about you? You, you? Are you a crossword lady, Ellie? I despise crosswords because the truth is I never know the answers. And the only way you get better at crosswords is if you find out the answers. The amount of work you have to put into finding out the correct answer is unreasonable to me. So I don't do them. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. 
Now, this is a podcast called Born to Love. It's about things we love. So why are we ranting? Why, why are we venting our <laughs> spleens? Well, I'll tell you what. Lots changed in the last three decades. What? And now <laughs> they've got crosswords on your phone. Oh, yeah. And the crosswords on your phone, they give you tips. And guess what? There's a new thing called the New York Times mini crossword. It's like 10 words, guys. And you're expected to finish it. Even an idiot like me can finish the 10 word crossword puzzle. And the way that you measure yourself is how quick you do it. So does it take you five minutes? Does it take you four minutes? I got those minutes lying around. Yeah, 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 I do too. Someone sent me a mini crossword and was like, try this out. I was like, wow, I do this in three minutes. The next thing I know, I'm doing every single mini crossword I can do. It took me four days, Ellie, before I was jumping in to Monday puzzles. Oh, my gosh. I've completed like 15 crossword puzzles in the last week. where I did four of them. Now, I want to make it very clear to listeners. Yeah, 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 Not yeah. a single one of these crosswords was solved, honestly. Okay. I, well, the little mini ones were, but the big ones? No, 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 no. I'm using the auto checks. I'm getting letters when I need them. I'm, I'm gladly cheating in order to complete the puzzle. Ellie, have you ever played a mini crossword? Scott, I wanted to interject earlier because you described yourself as an idiot, and I just, I know you're being self deprecating, but I do have to wonder, are the mini crosswords actually for people who might not be smart? (laughs) Because, and I've never seen a mini crossword, so I'm just going to have to look one up after this recording and see how simple or easy I should say, because simple does not mean easy. As my Peloton instructor, Robin Arzone always reminds me, simple (laughs) is not easy. Okay. Yeah, that's so, true. Well, that's it's really I mean, true. Something can be, a task can be simple, but not easy. A stationary bike does seem simple, but very difficult. Well, so those, just, those Peloton-ers, yeah, they've been tapped the into some wisdom. If you're smart enough to be listening to Born to Love, you're yeah. probably smart enough to figure out a, a, a New York Times mini crossword. But we don't mean to exclude the dummies from listening. Come, dummies, come to our show. If you're too stupid to do it, then yes, we still need your listens. We need your ears. We need your clicks. That's how we sell our promo. So please come to us, dummies and morons alike. But we also, I'll take a look at the mini crossword. Scott, completing 15 cross, what what was the math? It was an average of of more than one a day. And then there was a Sunday where I did four. And and my wife, my wife, Vanessa, this has happened very few times in all the years I've known her. She said to me, I don't want you to be this kind of person. <laughs> I understand like, that. She I'm was with like, I Vanessa. don't want you to transform into this. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. And then I like went to another room and did more crosswords. It's too short a period to have developed an obsession, I guess. But is she worried you're spiraling down an obsessive staircase? Mm, I don't know. I'm like 95% dork now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if and if I become obsessed with crosswords every right. single day, then it's then I'm then I'll, I'll fill that 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 last drop. Mixing metaphors is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back no, for no, her. Mix all the metaphors you want because you'll have transformed into full dork. And uh, no, we don't want that for anyone. But Scott, <laughs> in your defense, all reports point to crosswords being the very best thing for your brain. It staves off memory loss. You know, the elasticity of your brain or what have you, the way it is elastic is... (laughs) (laughs) 
is it good for a brain to be elastic or is it bad? <laughs> Do we want to up the elasticity factor or keep it at bay? Elastic seems good. Plasticity, that seems bad. Because if you got, oh, the plasticity of like a plastic just, nature. Just, of, have you never heard that? I didn't say plasticity. I know. I'm saying oh. those two words in your mind may oh. be linked. I think elastic what? is probably good. But the plasticity seems bad. No, plastic? In your brain, you don't want those things. <laughs> you don't want a plastic brain. They're made of oil. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we've offended crossword lovers yep. with our loathing. We've offended a lot of dummies, yep. and we've offended big oil. Yep. Big oil and big plastic are coming for Born coming to Love, guys. After. <laughs> you know what? Bring it. <laughs> Speaking of bringing it, Allie Feller brings it. Every time I listen to her on her podcast, Allie Feller is our guest today. She is a runner, a race announcer, a former journalist, and she is the host of the Allie on the Run show podcast. This podcast, Scott, fueled my own long distance runs last year when I was <clears throat> training for the New York City Marathon, which I will never do again. Every week, Allie sits down with professional and non-professional runners, and she talks certainly about running, but she mostly talks about life. And her podcast is how I got to know Allie. And so I'm just thrilled to be chatting with her today. Allie's going to talk to us about her love of running, how she got started running. And Scott, we're hoping to uh, convert you. I probably won't be converted, but I'm thrilled for the conversation. I can't wait. Okay, we are back, everyone. We are here with the lovely Allie Feller. Hi, Allie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My voice got all high-pitched, which tells you how excited I am. Listen, apparently throughout the intro, my voice was just booming loud because I am so excited. Allie has this infectious energy about her. I got to know you through your podcast, which I listened to all the time when I was running because a fellow runner said, oh, well, you've got to listen. You're inspiring all of these runners and it's a joy to listen to. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Allie, we want to talk about running. Yes. Which you claim to love. And I think you do. When did this all start? Oh, later. I, well, I say later in life. And then anyone yeah. who's even like five minutes older than me is like, that's not the right phrase. But I was not a <laughs> runner as a kid. I was not on the track team. Fifth grade, I have such traumatic memories of the presidential physical fitness test. Yes! Right? Run a mile. And if you don't, we'll tell the president. Like, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Is that what your gym teacher said, that they would tell Scott, the president? that was a national exam. No, I know. I'm aware of the test, but I wasn't threatened that the president of the United States would find out if I failed. Well, I think when you're in elementary school, your brain goes to worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. So yep. I don't know. Did Mr. Martin tell us that? I don't recall. But I know that I was like, watch me do the sit and reach because I needed everyone to know that I was a dancer. Mm -hmm. And so while I could not climb the rope or mm -hmm. run the mile, the sit and reach was my jam. I had great hamstrings at the time. No longer do yep. I have that. Allie, similar journey. Could reach to the stars and back. Can you still? No. <laughs> can't sit and reach. Still can't do a pull up. Never could. No, me neither. And I have this goal of wanting to be able to do one pull-up, but I mm -hmm. also don't plan on doing any of the work required to do That's it. it. But too. like once every other year, I'll see a bar and I'll hang from it and be like, is today the day I can magically pull my body weight? Spoiler, it's not. So Somebody once told me that in fact, a pull-up is not an indication of strength, which just made my day. They said that your body is like 
connected in a certain way that allows you to be able to do that like physics or not. Oh, and mine's not. See, and I don't have those connections. That's neither do I. I was born this way. Yeah. It's not that we're not strong. No. And honestly, that's not how I measure strength either. So I'm glad that science backs that. Scott, can you do? Yeah. Can you do pull-ups? I mean, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I've done pull-ups in my (laughs) life. I think I could probably do a pull-up now. Maybe oh, more I'm than bra- one, bragging. but whatever pitiful number I could do would leave me feeling ashamed. But I am secretly <laughs> very proud that I'm better at them than both of you, since both of you are <coughs> tremendous athletes and I am not. Allie is a tremendous athlete. I run sometimes. Listen, you're going to make me do the thing that I do now because such a pet peeve of mine is when runners are like, I only ran a half marathon or it was just a 5K. Like to me... Running is running and you're doing great. I have such ruthless positivity and optimism when it comes to running because I just want people to believe in themselves and be proud of whatever they did. Yeah. I think whatever you're doing is great because for a long time I was not doing any of it. So yeah, I was not a runner. I hid under the bleachers. Do you feel, I mean, I have a son who just started second grade. When I look at him, I'm like, a mile? That seems harmful. Yeah, with those short legs. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's what the president demanded and that's I what know. we had to do. Or they were gonna tell him. Both of my kids in elementary school, I have a fifth grader and a third grader. They both ran the mile this week. And my daughter, who's in a little running club called Girls on the Run, she ran it in eight oh four, I think. Whoa. That's fantastic. Kids are just different these days. They're so tough. They're so strong. I was just a little weak one. I I didn't have it in me. So I hid. I popped out during the last mile. And I was like, ah, 1045. This is my time. (laughs) Write it down. Send it to Mr. Bush. Did you actually avoid running it? I think I hid for a while. And then I like came out and walked it. I tried to hide, but I'm also a rule follower. So it's like, that's hard hard for for you. Here's a funny thing. Mr. Martin, my fifth grade gym teacher, is my parents' neighbor. Like my parents (gasps) lived on the road from him. And so it's funny because now it's like, I'm back in town. I'm a runner and I'll be out running and I'll see him. And I want to be like, Mr. Martin, it's me. Like redemption, time me. (laughs) But instead I just like wave politely and I'm like, hi. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time and range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. I know you were a dancer. Did that continue throughout high school? High school, that was my mm-hmm. whole life competitive dancer and mm-hmm. I was like so annoying about it like I would wear my leotards underneath my limited two okay. clothes so that yep. everyone knew like uh just so you all know I'm going to dance right after school I don't know if you know this but I'm a dance like just so annoying I would have done that too had I been a dancer I danced all in high school again my whole life by this point I had dropped all other hobbies I just loved yep. it I look back now and it was so good for my confidence having so many opportunities to perform on a stage yeah there was a lot about it that like in hindsight, I'm like, ooh, that wasn't great. Like, right. wow, I had really bad body issues from right. a very young age. Right. Oh, oh. And that was also the 90s. Yes. Yeah, or yes. whatever. Yes. I mean. It was it was Lean Cuisines for Dinner. Peak. Do you remember that? Oh, do I remember the Swedish meatballs? Oh, my God. Oh my and, God and, and, and just the kind of, uh, it was Teen Magazine, and it was like troubleshoot, like, your bad body parts. And there was something mm-hmm. that they identified as baggy knees. And I was like, that's it. I have a baggy oh, knee. Oh, no. Now I have yeah. a whole new set of issues. Oh, yeah. Bag- specifically. Well, <laughs> check out your baggy knees, guys. What was the baggy knees remedy? Yeah, what do you do? I think I think squats. I, isn't it always squats? <laughs> On the plus side, I would imagine, and you tell me, but that it did drill into you a pretty good work ethic, perhaps. Yes. Good yeah. work ethic. It did yeah. help me be very in tune with my body in terms sure. of something hurts, something feels off. Just being very aware of my body and how hard to push myself. And then I danced in college. I was on the the kick line team, which was oh. so fun. Just yeah. like little rockets and sneakers. <laughs> and I remember my senior year, I was the captain. And I would be like, we're going to jog a lap of the indoor track. First of all, the indoor track was probably 100 meters, but it was elevated and it looked down on the gym. So it was like us little dancer girls, let's just go people watch and let's see if the hockey team is working. And so we would jog a lap of the track in our jazz sneakers, which spoiler, not made for running, do not recommend. No. And we would jog and I would be like so out of breath and just dead, but did not run in college until senior year. My friend Dana, her parents were like, if you run a 5K, we will buy you a new car. I'm sorry. How did this deal come about? My parents made no such deal. Oh, her parents made that deal with her. Oh, yeah, not with me. Allie, I I thought they made a deal with you and I was like, what? Oh, I wish. That would be, honestly, I should call them. That That would be great. That's an insane deal. Yeah, they were like, Dana, run a 5K and we'll get you a car. And I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's get fit and healthy. And we would bring our disc men with yes. the anti-skip protection. And we would just run around campus. We would run slowly and walk a lot. And I will tell you, 
Dana never ran the 5K and got a new car. How did that work itself out? I don't know. Because that's not correct. I know. Did she quit in the middle of the 5K or in the middle of the training? There was no 5K. She didn't do the training. Poor Dana. I'm throwing her under the bus. She's still one of my best friends. But <laughs> okay, well then she knows. She's got she a knows. Car. She giving, knows. Yeah, yeah. A similar thing happened to me. I was the flower girl in my aunt Nan Nan's wedding. I mean, adorable. Can you imagine yeah. me as a flower girl? Like the I cutest can. thing ever. What age was this, Ellie? Was this like two years ago? Tw- Twenty-seven. <laughs> Wait, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was four. But of course, everybody gets the jitters. I didn't want to walk down the aisle, and my mom, she bribed me with a car. With a car. Wow, a four-year-old given it seems four years old. You're so lucky. She bribed me with the Barbie dream pool. Stop. And guess what? She said, if I walk down this aisle, I will get a Barbie pool. But I didn't walk down the aisle. So I I was Dana. But did you get the pool? Yeah. Then you are Dana. I'm Dana. But do you know what? I I feel like my character didn't suffer from that. Did you learn a lesson? Is there a takeaway here? Can you do a pull-up? The lesson is still can't do a (laughs) pull-up. It sounds like Dana's character is still intact. So, I mean, I did. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah. Neither of us became a maniac. Sometimes you promise things and you give them to your kids anyway. I'm trying to think through the parenting alternative because I guess just like returning the, the Barbie pool or the car, I guess that would make sense. But you definitely wouldn't want to, like, smash it, right? No. Because that would be cruel, right? To show the four-year-old girl and smash the Barbie dream pool. Scott, yeah? what kind of parenting are you doing? <laughs> I'm just imagining With- the range. I, I've got both ends of the spectrum. One is give give a kid a car for free even though they failed. And the other is smash that car. No, you got to think about the money you spent on the car. So well, I just don't true. think smashing is the way to go. Yeah, true. We have the hard-ass parenting listeners <laughs> and we have the little softies. So it's good Softy. that we... It's good. Softy. Yeah. Oh, total. I mean, literally, my children have. I mean, they like. Uh, yeah, they're doing fine. There's no respect. They're yeah. well, they're doing fine, but there's, <laughs> there's no, respect. no respect. There's no respect. Okay, so anyway, it sounds like you ended up running the five k. No one ran a five k, oh. and the thing is, there wasn't even like a five k that we knew about. I did not run again for several years. I graduate college. I moved to New York City. Yeah, and it is the dream. We're four women living in an apartment yeah. and one of the roommates has medals on her wall. And I'm like, are you a heavyweight champion? Like, what <laughs> are those shiny things? And she's like, those are my half marathon medals. And I was like, what is half marathon? Like, right. I've never heard such a phrase. Wow, right. I didn't know that adults like paid to run races. Right. I had no idea. And she was like, yes, I run races. And sometimes I travel and I do them and then I get these necklaces and it's exciting. And then I do it again. And I was like, I love shiny things. Yep. I am dirt poor because I live in Manhattan and I am making no money working in magazine publishing. Yep. And she was like, you should run. And I was like, I should run. And I have these jazz sneakers. Yeah. And I will <laughs> run. And so I put on my Capizio jazz sneakers. No, you didn't. I sure did. I thought they were cool. Again, I was like, well, I'm they, a dancer. <laughs> they are cool. I can't doubt. I can't disagree with you there. They're great if you want to do like sporty pirouettes. Right. But right. running, not so good. And That's so right. I go out one morning on the East River and I gun it. I am like, watch me run for 32 seconds. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you're no. supposed to go slow. I didn't know about pacing I, yourself. I, and I so, know. Yep. Yeah. I run like the length of four lampposts. Yep. And I was like, 
okay, I went for a run. I literally exercised for fewer than 60 seconds. But in my mind, I was like, I'm a runner. So you didn't walk away with, oh my gosh, I can't believe I couldn't even run. I don't know why you're judging her Capizio jazz shoes run. Yeah. Scott, as runners, Allie and I know that you usually run for more than a minute. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. News to me. And I worked up to it. <laughs> yes. And that was what I liked. I liked that like the next day I was like, okay, yesterday I ran four lampposts. Let's see if today I can run five. And then my roommate took me for a run in Central Park one night, which oh, wow. running in Central Park on a weekday evening in the fall, it is magical when the sun is setting and it's cool, but you're still in a tank top and shorts. And then we finished that run and we sat on the steps of the Metropolitan Museum of Art, all sweaty. And we were like, are we Blair and Serena? Like, are we Gossip Girl right now on the steps of the <laughs> yes. Met? Like. Look at us. Uh, yes. We were not. I live in New York now. What you described in Central Park is so magical. I have goosebumps, but it is like nothing else on the planet. It's so wonderful. I don't know if everyone feels the same way, but I feel the same way. Yeah, it's hands down my favorite place in the world to run. And I've yep. run in a lot of really awesome places, but nothing beats yeah. Central Park. And it's motivating. Yeah. You have these moments on any given run, or I know I do, where I'm like, oh, this is hard. I can't yes. do this. And then you look around and you're like, look at all the people doing it. I can do it too. I know. What do you do when you are like, my body is tired. I don't want to keep going and I don't need to keep going. Well, I think it's two different things, right? Because you said my body is tired. I want to stop. One of those pieces is physical. Is your yeah. body tired or yeah. are you telling yourself your body's tired? Right. Because right. my mind is going to quit long before my body does. Right. 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 It, it also depends. Like, if I'm training for something and I have a training plan and it's telling me, hey, this is what your run today should be, I'm going to try my absolute hardest to do yeah. that run because I know how proud I will be afterward. Right. In other phases of life where running is just a thing I love to do, I take the walk break. Yeah. I want to love running forever and I want to stay running forever. Yeah. And sometimes that means walk breaks. I live in a really hilly town mm -hmm. and I walk the hills on almost every run. Because yeah. I just don't feel like it. Like, I'm not in fifth grade. I'm not being forced <laughs> to run the mile. Right. I can walk the hills. If that's right. what feels good and that's what's right. going to make me get back out there tomorrow, walk the hills. And then maybe there's a day that I'm going to say, I think I can run this hill. Yeah. And then I'll run it. But I try to keep this to being a thing that I love because yes. no one's forcing me to do it. As much as I work in the industry, I am not getting paid by my performance. No one cares if I run an 8, 10, 12-minute mile. I want to be doing this forever, and the way that I will keep doing it forever is by giving myself a lot of grace. I'm a lot nicer to myself than I used to be. I wasn't always this way. I used yeah. to push through a lot of pain, and now I'm just like, I want it to feel good. Right. I ran track in high school, and then after that, through my 20s and 30s, it, it was more a form of enjoyment, really. But that struggle between challenging yourself but keeping it something that you look forward to doing is always... I hate this word, but it's a balance, right? I mean, you guys, both of you, did, did you talk about it as if running is a is a drug and on some level it, the endorphins and stuff, it sort of seems like that. You, you've both run marathons. Allie, have you run, what's the longest you've ever run? 26.2 miles exactly and not a step further. <laughs> <laughs> this is my question, right? My question is, it seems like other drugs that there comes a point that there's like too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're overdoing it, right? Yeah. And, yes. and for me, doing it more than four lampposts is overdoing it. 
And, but, but, but some people are like, I'm running Iron Man's. So like, why is 26.2 the max for you, Allie? If Marathon had been 25.4 miles from Athens, would that be the ceiling or, or, or what? Yeah. I'm a real follower, so it's like whatever they tell me to do. You know, I haven't done a ton of other drugs, so I don't have like a lot to compare it to. There is something elusive about the marathon of like, can I do it? Can I accomplish it? And then can I get better at it? Can I do it again? I love the idea of doing an ultra marathon, not a hundred miler. That's insane. So what's an ultra marathon again? An ultra marathon is anything that is longer than a marathon. Popular distances are the 50K, which is like 30 something miles, 50 miler, and then there's the 100 miler. I would like there to be a day that I do like a 50 miler. I think I would enjoy that where you're going a little bit slower. I just worry about how my body would do in the training for that. It's a lot of time. I have a young kid. Now is not the time for me to be spending eight hours a day running. So right. Not in this season of life, but again, I want to be running forever. I love this so much. I have nothing but admiration for you and also for Ellie, but just for the sake of humor, but also honesty, (laughs) a a part of my brain cannot help but hear it's like, I'm a guy who occasionally likes to have a beer, but the two of you are like, yeah, we drink five or six beers a day. And every once in a while we have 12. (laughs) And listening to you now, it's like, you know, one day, one day I want to have 50 beers in a day. (laughs) And I want to get a medal for it. And and I'm going to pay to do it. I'm going to pay to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I have to ask, what lessons from running do you bring to life? Oh, gosh. So many. I am so annoying. Much in the way that young Allie was like, do you know that I dance? (laughs) Grown up Allie is like, do you know I can tie this back to running? Do you know that I can make a metaphor out of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can do that in pretty much any scenario. Yeah. Big one. I always come back to this. A big one that I've learned from interviewing a lot of professional athletes is, and that that is a job I cannot imagine or make sense of, where everything you do comes down to your performance on one day running and you have competitors. It's not just you. Like you have to win if you want to get paid. Too much pressure. You know what I want to do? Host a podcast. Yes. (laughs) So power to all of them. But I've interviewed a lot of professional athletes and a lot of them talk about learning to control the controllables. Yeah. I am someone who wants to control everything, including other people's behavior. (laughs) Turns out, Can't do that. No. So it has helped me. Like when they talk about controlling the controllables, usually they're talking about things like when I'm on the starting line, I can't control whether the woman next to me has trained better than I have or put in more miles or is in better shape. I can't control if my stomach's going to need a bathroom at mile 14. Mm -hmm. I can try. I can take in the nutrition I practiced with, but like I can't totally control that. But that is a lesson that I have slowly learned and am forever reminding myself Mm -hmm. to put into practice is what can I control? Mm -hmm. Something about like staying in my lane, you know, that can be a cute Mm -hmm. reference to the track. My daughter in this running club, she told me something that her coaches taught her. She goes, well, daddy, I learned that as long as you're moving forward, it counts. And I was like, oh man. (laughs) Like I genuinely did start to cry. Not because I have that. If you're running a race, that actually is not necessarily true. You want to run fast. But but as a metaphor for life, it's like, oh boy, as long as you're moving forward, it counts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Forward is a pace. Forward is a pace. Yep. Girls on the Run is awesome. 
It's such a good program. I'm a big fan of it. It was outstanding. Do they have something similar for boys? Uh, Probably. What I like about Girls on the Run is that the girls are celebrated. They are challenged. They are put in positions to succeed. So like the boys version of it in elementary school, at least, is like all of the rest of elementary school. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I really like that there's this club just for girls where they like really give them a chance to shine. And and that's not to say that all of elementary school is actually sexist, but but whatever. The girls deserve deserve some cool shit of their own. They deserve to be celebrated. I'll stop raining on the girls being celebrated parade. I <laughs> they do not deserve my patriarchy. it. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Bring James into the club. <laughs> That's my son. No. How dare girls run? He's fine. <laughs> Have you ever taken any substantial amount of time off running of your own free will? Oh, no, but I've been forced <laughs> to. Yeah. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in yeah. May of this year. And so I have had two surgeries. Mm -hmm. I had a double mastectomy on July 3rd, and then I had my reconstruction surgery on August 30th. I can't imagine how difficult it is to go through. So I'm grateful to you for sharing your experience as you go through this because it's a lot, I would imagine. It's a lot. And I can still do stuff. It helps that I can go for walks. It helps that I can, you know, I'm like, it helps that I can do yoga. I haven't done yoga in like six years, so I don't even know (laughs) who I think I'm fooling here. It's a pull-up bar. You're like, I'm going to do it. Well, and you know, the reason I think that I won't train for a pull-up this year is because I'm recovering from surgery. So I start chemotherapy on September 26th. Okay. I don't really know how I'm going to react. There's people yeah. who are like, I ran a marathon during chemo. And then there's oh. people who are like, I did not get out of bed for six years. Oh my gosh. We're going to see okay. which yeah. person okay. I am. Okay. I don't know. I have yep. low expectations, high hopes. Yep. But I do want the day before the New York City Marathon is the dash to the finish line 5K. Yeah. Do you want to run it? Let's run it. Are you doing it? I'll do it if you do it. Ooh, the, you're being ambushed, Ellie. You can't say no. I mean. Okay, I, I, I'm going to do it. Our producers have just chimed in. They're doing it. I obviously cannot run. I want to participate somehow. How about this? How about I'll give $100 yeah. to whichever one of you wins? <laughs> Perhaps the, the most outstanding, least expected, and any interview of any yeah. podcast we've ever had. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I don't want to speak for Ellie. It seems like she's pretty delighted. I'm delighted. Allie, will you I have stick a around with us for a couple of minutes and play this game, Love It or Loathe, that we ask all our guests to play? I would love to. And let's see what I can get you to sign up for by the end of it. <laughs> let's find out. When we come back, we'll play Love It or Loathe It with Allie Feller. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It could also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Okay, everybody, we're back with Allie Feller. We're going to play a game. It's called Love It or Loathe It. And Allie, we are going to present some topics to you. And we want you to tell us if you love that topic or you loathe that topic. There can be no in-between. Oh, this is going to be hard. Okay. I know, because the world isn't black and white. But in this case, it is. Okay, ready? (laughs) Okay. Love it or loathe it? Natural peanut butter. The kind you have to stir. Loathe it. Give me Jif or give me death. (laughs) Yep. Skippy natural. Skippy. With the brown top. That's what I get for my, yep. I I get that for my kids. I'm like, oh, it's healthy. Wait a minute. Skippy natural is not natural peanut butter? It's natural sugar. Natural is not a word that is regulated. You can put the word natural on anything and sell it. I buy into it. So Skippy natural, there is a still grosser kind of peanut butter? Scott, you might have never had natural peanut butter. It's vile. It's half oil. Yeah. Like on the top, the oil's just sitting there. Yeah. And that's why you have to stir it. And then you stir it, and guess what? It's still wet. It's wet butter with like, that tastes like peanuts. It's awful. Why, why does it exist? Toast, crackers, cookies, recipes, sandwiches. Yep. Straight out of the jar, probably the sickos. Yeah. Peanut yeah. butter fingers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, I'm so glad you said it because. I was trying it for so long. And then the oil no. somehow gets on the outside of the jar. Oh, and then it's greasy forever. Ever. Yeah. Until don't, the jar is gone. Don't let Whole Foods do this to you. Nope. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Natural jiffy till the end of time, which there's nothing natural about it. Lesson learned. Allie, love it or loathe it. You're from New Hampshire. Leaf peeping. Love it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to love everything. <laughs> Now I got to come up with something you'll hate. I know. Who hates leaf peeping? It's delightful. A crisp in the air. What about all of the, you know, tourists who (laughs) come? Great. They're boosting our economy and they're getting to see something beautiful in the process. Welcome (gasps) to New Hampshire. We're happy to have you. Oh, boy. See, Scott and I thought, oh, well, maybe she'll hate all the people invading her city. No, I'm like happy they're here. And I'm like, if you need a bathroom, stop by. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if you were to say leaf blowing... Hate oh, it. the sound of a leaf blower. Mm. 
<sighs> got one of those on a whim. One of the best purchases I've ever made. Oh. Yeah, no, because no, there's nothing men love more than leaf blowing. I yeah, swear I know. to God. And on then a Saturday I never morning. Understand. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just blowing it. I mean, sometimes you're blowing to a pile. You're all bad at it. I'm sorry. None of you know what you're doing. No. You're just blowing blowing leaves around. Yeah. Hard to disagree. (laughs) Love it or loathe it. Daniel Tiger. Ooh, here we go. Oh! (laughs) Call the authorities. Oh. He's like pretty middle of the road for me, but I do find him to be like a little bit annoying. Yep. Daniel Tiger, to anyone who doesn't know, he's a tiger. Okay, I have a confession to make, and I think Scott does too. We're lovers. We're Daniel Tiger lovers. You love Daniel Daniel Tiger. I love Daniel Tiger. But I understand. Well, if you told me there was a middle of the road, I would be pretty middle of the road. I know. I have strong opinions on pretty much every other children's character. Who's your fave and who's your least fave, Allie? Oh. Oh, Bluey? Nothing beats Bluey when it comes to children's shows. Yep. The worst... Daisy Duck. She cannot get her act together. Idiot. There it is. I really feel strongly about a lot of the Paw Patrol characters. Are you pro-chase or anti-chase when it comes to Paw Patrol? (sighs) I am so strongly anti-chase. And the day of my double mastectomy, I asked my daughter, I was like, can I bring one of your stuffies to surgery with me? Pick any. And she has hundreds of stuffies. (laughs) And she picks Big Chase. (laughs) I think Chase, I think he gets treated differently by Ryder. He's clearly the favorite. (laughs) Yeah. What's the trash collector dog? Rocky. Rocky? I like Rocky. Rocky's like, my things that I collect trash. Meanwhile, the one girl pup, Sky, is literally able to fly. I don't understand how Sky was not running that show from day one. The patriarchy. (laughs) One word for you. I'm getting James and that girl's running. He's going to dominate. All right. Allie, love it or loathe it. Rest days. Loathe it. Thank you. I know they're important, but I hate them. I want to move. I feel better after I've moved. It doesn't mean I want to go hard every day, but like I feel better when I've moved my body. Do you ever have like when you're training and there's a rest day? penciled in do you ever have a full rest day or do you always do something light yeah so no when i'm training for something i'll for sure take full days off yeah that's hard yeah and then the next day is like harder to right. do it again yeah no yeah. I, I suspected yeah. you were someone who loathed rest days and scott i think scott can't understand what's well, happened i've had an uninterrupted life of rest days so <laughs> I, I i'm i'm up and down on them i guess i'd have to say love okay ally love it or loathe it print magazines the people at home can't see, but this is all magazines back oh, there. Oh, that's all. She has a load She's got of magazines. Special I, baskets, I love them. Magazine baskets mm-hmm. that allow the magazines oh, yeah. to be shelved. What do you want? You want a copy of YM 1997 with Tyra Banks on the cover? I got it. <laughs> no, is that what you have? I got everything. Oh, YM my. 17 Teen People. How I, did you keep them? Oh, I'm a hoarder of memories. Do you know what I miss? Does anyone remember Sassy? I wasn't sassy, but I was YM. Yeah, YM. YM was everything to me. Is YM young and modern? It is. Yeah, I love that you know that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I loved it. And once a year, they would have like a section that was sealed because it was about sexual health. Not like sex. (gasps) It wasn't like sexy. It was like sexual health. And it was sealed. So like your parents had to open it. And I was always so embarrassed. But I was like, Mom, I need to read that because I'm 12 and I need to know everything. You want to know the only three magazines that I have ever subscribed to in my entire life? Highlights for kids, Sports Illustrated, ESPN. You're, those are oh. great guesses. No. I don't know why I did that. I have a current <laughs> subscription to Us Weekly. Oh. oh. I am a former New Yorker subscriber. Oh, well, bragging. Yeah. Okay. And, I know. And in my formative, in my formative years, Star Trek 
the official fan club magazine. Oh, no. Oh, bless your oh, heart. No. So there you go. Bless I think you. I run the gamut oh, on, on print magazines. You win. <laughs> Scott, that makes me cry. But it's sweet and sad all yeah, in Yeah, it one. is sweet. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I'll focus on sweet. I have, I have like mild self shame for all three of those at at different times. No, you should be proud. (laughs) Own your hobbies. Own your hobbies. hobbies. That's true. Yeah, don't proud of your passions. Last one, Allie. Love it or loathe it. (laughs) Grease, the musical. Love it. It is a little problematic if you go back and watch it now, but let's ignore that and let's just love it for what it is. Yep. I. Love it. I love Grease since I was a kid. Oh my gosh, this is such a good one. I could talk about Grease forever. Oh. In fifth grade. Fifth grade yeah. was big for me. First, yeah. the failed yeah. mile. And then yeah. I think fifth grade, my best friend and I, we were 50s girls oh. for Halloween and we yeah. had poodle skirts made. But now as a grown up, I really want to be like bad girl Sandy, you know? Bad girl Sandy. Who throws the cigarette and puts it out with her little heel <laughs> boot. She is so bad all of a sudden. Like I that know. turn is sensational. I know. Yeah. Grease is the word. Yeah. I love it. You've made me want to watch Grease again. I haven't seen any remakes of it. Good. Keep it that way. A controversial take would be Grease 2. Never seen it. So you loathe it. I guess I loathe it. Because that's not an option in this game. Yeah, exactly right. Do they even have the same stars? No. But a sequel's never as good. Sometimes Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. Take it from an official fan club member. I did read that in the April issue. (laughs) Allie, that is the end of our Love It or Loathe It game. It has been such a delight talking with you. And I feel lighter after talking with you. And I feel inspired after talking with you. So thank you for bringing that to our conversation today. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you for having me. I cannot wait to run the 5K with you in November. Scott will be out cheering. And my sincerest apologies to Daniel Tiger, who I think was (laughs) the only thing I loathe. I know there was one uh, arrest days. You loathe the rest day. It would be pretty funny if the only thing you loathed was Daniel Tiger. That loathes a fictional cartoon tiger. (laughs) Decent-hearted children's character. Allie, is there anything you would like to to mention? Anything you're working on right now that you would like to promote? Oh, self-promote. I was like, I would like to plug happiness and running and joy and friendship. Wow. Yeah. No. If you enjoy listening to people talking about running and so much more, I host the Allie on the Run Show podcast, which is everywhere that you get podcasts and where you are listening to this one. A personal favorite episode of mine was the episode in January featuring one Ellie Kemper. That is very sweet. That's a great place to start. And yeah, I'm all over the internet. I'm on Instagram. I'm Allie on the Run one. And I would love to see all of you at the races someday soon. Yep. Running can change your life. Yep. I I wholeheartedly agree. And Allie, we are wishing you all the best as you enter this new season, I'll call it, and and speedy recoveries and all of it. And we will see you on the race course. (laughs) See you on the run. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Dinkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.